0: What's up, traders? Anthony Credelli here, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Futures Radio Show podcast. In today's show, we're going to go over the different futures and options products that CME Group offers for futures traders. We're going to talk about the growth of futures coming from retail traders. And with all of the zero DTE craze, do we have zero DTE options on futures? And we'll do a quick summary on how to use CME Group's FedWatch tool to show you what the market thinks about future rate hikes or cuts. Today, my guest to discuss all of this is Tim McCord, the Global Head of Financial Products at CME Group. Today's podcast is brought to you by CME Group. Whatever the obstacles, CME Group provides the tools that global market participants need to manage risk and capture opportunities with 24-hour access to futures options cash and otc products across all major asset classes you can drive your trading strategy forward with confidence and precision see me group where risk meets opportunity tim welcome back to the show my friend hey anthony how's it going i'm doing great you know tim obviously you and i've been doing this together a long time talking about futures markets you know we're constantly on the show together talking about updates and we've done shows on really all these individual things that we're going to talk about today but what i want to do is i want to actually take a step back because the growth that i'm seeing in the futures industry right now is pretty incredible and we're seeing so many new traders come to the podcast, asking me to talk more about futures, what different product choices they have. And although I could send them to all these videos, what I wanted to do for all the new traders out there coming into futures is go over really an overview of everything that CME Group offers uh, for futures and options on futures traders. And so Tim, you know, one of the things that I want to start off with is just the product availability. You know, you and I, I remember when we talked about the launch of micros, we talked about the launch of micro options then then daily micro options, right, or, or weekly. So there's just more and more things coming uh, to to help traders choose the best tool that works for them and their strategy. So I think maybe we start off today with the different options that traders have when it comes to coming into futures and options at CME Group. Great. Yeah. I
1: mean, so when we look at CME Group, I think the one thing that's important for everyone to remember is that here at CME Group, whether you're looking to manage risk or to access the markets, we have all the six major investable asset classes across financial products, which are equity, foreign exchange, interest rates. And then on the commodity side, we have agricultural products, energy products, metals products, and we have cryptocurrency. You know, still whether you know, open question or not, that's the seventh asset class. You know, I don't know if it's been been promoted to the seventh asset class yet, uh, but it's certainly a growing complex here at CME. A lot of traders trading all sort of size contracts, whether it's things like the E-mini, the micros, options. You know, we recently launched event contracts. Lots of also different size contracts. So there's really something for everybody that fits your portfolio. Uh, and if people aren't involved at CME. I can't encourage people enough to check it out and use futures in their trading strategies and in their portfolios.
0: Yeah, I think that when you get new people to futures trading, they look at really probably the e-mini S&P to start off, but then they don't really realize that you have micro treasuries. You can actually trade the yields uh, of in the two, five, ten, and thirty year. You can trade 10 year, you could trade 10-year ultras, you could trade 30-year, five year, two year, you could trade gold, silver or copper, platinum, and all the softs. I mean, think about corn, wheat, all of these different products. And I think that when you are new to futures, it's so important to really find your niche in which products that you wanna trade, especially if you're just trading price action, which probably most of these people are. They're not gonna take physical delivery versus, versus cash settlement. And I think maybe that's the next thing we really talk about is the understanding of that because I don't think that a lot of people even understand that there's the physical delivery beside behind crude oil behind gold if you're actually a big player in the space and you want to take delivery you're going to the futures markets explain how that works Tim
1: yeah so I mean it's really interesting when you think about the sort of fundamental features of the future it's you're agreeing to buy that commodity at a future date in time at a at a set price that you established today and it converges to that delivery. So whether it's a, a bushel of corn or a bushel of soybean or oil or gold, uh, you know, it's really the physical uh, underlying commodity that you're taking possession of or you're making delivery of. And that's really at, at, what, at its core makes it a hedge vehicle. If you're a farmer and you're planting to today and you're to lock into that crop price at the end of the growing season, you can use futures to manage against that risk. But when you look at sort of how the markets have evolved over time, and if you look at the financial products like anthony said the e-mini s p 500 that's just moving us dollars it, that's the settlement feature just moving us dollars against the price of the s p 500 index um, but when you look at it then you have other sort of contracts and products uh, in the portfolio and when you're when you go into expiration um you know it's it's a great way to trade these products right you don't necessarily need to be that farmer to trade corn or you don't necessarily need to be an equity. Uh, asset manager to trade the S&P 500. To your point, when you look at all sort of the products and understand what you're trading, then you can look at, I use the word a lot, personality of the contract. If you're looking for a contract that moves a lot during the day, because you want to sort of scale in and scale out of the product. If you're looking for something more as a proxy for an investment or an access product, you know you can trade the EME S&P 500 and then roll it every quarter, right? It's very easy to use it as an investment vehicle, as a trading vehicle, or as a hedge vehicle and what I mean by that or on a hedge vehicle think about it even if you're an avid stock trader right and you may be thinking about or contemplating getting into futures if you have a stock portfolio and maybe don't like where the market's going you think it might be selling off a little bit you don't need to liquidate all those holdings and create the tax events for you you know just sell maybe some micro P or micro Nasdaqs or even micro Russell right sort of depending on what the, the composition of that stock holding is and you can protect yourself against those market moves without having to liquidate the the stocks you hold so it's not an either or choice that I'm you know I'm just a futures trader you could feather them into your portfolio you could use them as heads you could start you know using them you could you could learn more about them uh, it's really a powerful tool both for trading and risk management uh and it's something that you know we're constantly hearing from you know listeners and viewers of your show and all the new participants are going to the market is that once they're in uh you know they're sort of shocked it took them this long to get started with future you know uh, they're like, why did I start this sooner? And you're like, well, you know, Andy and I, we've been in the show for a long time. We've always been telling you to get started, you know?
0: Exactly. And you know what? One thing I want to talk about is really the difference between a physical settlement and a cash settlement. Maybe I pull up something here and we we'll take a look at it on the screen. And, and you also talked about, you know, choosing between the different size contracts. And we'll get to that in a moment too. When you're buying the S&P, that's a cash settled product. When you're buying crude oil, it's physically settled except for the micros so there's also differences in the size of the products and some of them are physical when you get in the commodities and some of them are financial but i just want to touch really quick on let's just say that you're somebody who bought the s p and you never covered it and it goes to settlement how does that work at settlement
1: yeah so if you look at the e-mini s p 500 and it largely works the same for all of our equity index contracts on that third Friday in the March, June, September and December months, those are the quarterly contract months for the equity index. On that third Friday, the SOQ, which stands for the Special Opening Quotation, is the index level average of all the market on open prints of all of the individual component stocks. And you just get you get an index level and that's where you settle it to. So if you bought it, I mean, very simply, if you bought it at 100 and then on final settlement, it's 102. It's a two dollar uh p l if you were long positive two uh, you know and then you're posting initial margin when you put that trade on you're posting variation margin uh, every day into your account so it's it's along the way it's not so much that you may have to uh pay all that settlement on final settle because the, you've already been paying variation margin so on that final settlement date it's really just even the one day change uh, of your position if you think about it like that but then you can have that cash uh, in your account and you could choose to roll it in advance if you want to sort of avoid the final settlement and keep your exposure continuous or if that was it and you just want to let it naturally come off the board so to speak or, or expire then that's it just final settle against the the good old cold hard cash of us dollar
0: thank you for sharing that tim as i get that question a lot by new people they're like well it, you know like if i have the spy i it never expires but if i have the e-mini s p and it does expire and, and I'm, your broker most likely is going to tell you look at this is getting ready to expire just understand that how it actually works so i appreciate that and next thing i want to get into is and i'll share these links everybody they'll be in the description if you're listening to this on audio they'll also be in the description the first link that we're going to go over here is really just the micro suite of products i mean tim when you and i first came on and started talking about this we knew that this was going to be massive, right? We, we, yep. we knew it because there was so much demand for all these products anyway. And then when you added a micro, we knew that there was gonna be a lot of smaller traders or just more precise way to hedge for even bigger traders using a micro. Explain to everybody the differences between the bigger products, which a lot of them are just gonna be called e-mini products because which in some ways, I think to new people, they still think it's a smaller product, but it actually is the full size versus the micro. That's right. So if
1: we look at the micro size contracts, uh, most of them are one tenth the size of their, their older sibling contract. So if we look at the e-mini S&P 500, uh, that's the, that contract's been around for decades. That has a multiplier of 50 US dollars. So the value of that contract is the index price times 50, if you look at the micro, the multiplier is $5, one-tenth the size, uh, makes it much more sort of approachable in your account uh, from a risk perspective. You could scale up or scale down throughout the trading session, uh, but all other features work the same. It settles against that same price I was just talking about, the E-mini and the micro E-mini, they share the same settlement price, they have the same listing cycle. Uh, they have options on them so anything you can do sort of in the larger e-mini contract you could do in the micro contracts as well and that's the theme across the board is it really is offering this more precise risk management tool or a, a very easy way to access the market in a more granular fashion with not as much capital outlay if even if you're in the e-mini but say maybe you want to start trading in energy trade micro crude right you no know, it's a great way to learn more about that market and how that how it functions and try out some new strategies uh, so it's a really a powerful tool and what's wild to think is we, we really got the micro complex going back in May of 2019 when we launched the micro E-minis and since then over 2 billion micro contracts have traded at CME so just in a handful of years uh, I mean that's, that's quite impressive
0: it's crazy and I was actually looking at some of the stats and it said the average day daily volume in the micro E-mini futures suite reached 2.7 million contracts in Q1 of this year, which is crazy. And and I actually want to talk a little bit about how much the NASDAQ has gained on that. I think this is an important thing because you see how when you add a micro to some of these products, everyone knows that the E-mini is really the, the E-mini and I should say, is really just the big boy because it's the S&P 500. But when you get into the micros the nasdaq seems to maybe edge it out in, in its growth that's right
1: you know what's interesting is i think it actually might have been in q1 might have been the first time uh in almost two years where i think the micro s p might have clawed back to the, the top spot over nasdaq in terms of the micro tradings but the micro nasdaq has been in way more popular on sort of a proportionate basis when you look at the micros how they trade versus the e-mini so you know, to your point, the, the SP E mini is trading two million a day, where maybe NASDAQ e-mini is trading 600, 700,000 contracts a day uh, on average, right? But if you look at the micros, you have sort of about 1.1, 1.2 million contracts in both of them. You know, they're you know, they're very close. They're they're trading sort of in line with each other. And I think that speaks to for the Nasdaq, it's the, the popularity of some of those stocks, when you think about the top names of the NASDAQ, it really is things that we're all familiar with in our everyday lives. We're using these uh, throughout the day. We're using the products by these companies throughout the day. Uh, so there's much more familiarity. And you think about some of the new participants that if they're already trading stocks, they're probably heavily active in the NASDAQ name. They're embracing the micro NASDAQ when they come over to the futures market. Uh, so I think that's something where it's really just an extension of the popularity of some of those names. And we've seen that in other parts of the market. This isn't just a futures phenomenon. You look at some of the ETF trading out there, some of the single stock trading. Uh, NASDAQ has certainly been very active the last few years. And I think the smaller size contract that appeals more to that active individual trader uh, is certainly what has given the NASDAQ, uh, you know, a chance of becoming the pole position or holding the pole position for for almost two years in the micro Suite.
0: Yeah, when well, I think... That most traders recognize about it is that when you trade in a product like the Nasdaq where it's as volatile as it is, you are less price sensitive with a micro. So you might be trading the same overall position size when you get 10 micros into one Nasdaq. But instead of being one Nasdaq in at one price, you might be 10 micros scattered across you know, five to 10 prices yep. and you're scaling in. I think that is the biggest thing that I have noticed with the, with the micro NASDAQ, which is a product that I use regularly and say, I don't use the micro E-mini S&P really, but I use the bigger E-mini S&P, but I love the NASDAQ because of just of what I said, I don't have to be as price sensitive. And I think it's extremely important uh, for traders to really understand. That's why CME puts these products out there because you can get more precise with position sizing hedging and all those different things. I also want to talk about when you get into the micro options. Now, what products have micro options? Yeah, so when we look at it
1: uh, in the equity complex, we have micro S&P and micro NASDAQ options. Uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a few other micro options that have been rolled out across the board. Uh, the challenge is when we look at option markets, we don't have options on all of the micro futures. Because it takes a while to build option markets, you know. Kind of uh, curating option liquidity uh, takes a little bit more. You need a little bit more robustness in, in the futures market itself to support that option. Uh, so right now in the equity complex, even though we have uh, the four sort of major micro E minis, and we recently uh, added the the 600 and 400 S and P, you know, the mid cap and small cap, we're only really focusing right now on the micro Nasdaq and micro S and P options, trying to get those markets going, uh, and it's going pretty well, you know. Uh, we're, we're seeing more and more participants turn to those markets, which is great. Uh, and it's another great tool to use. Uh, works the same way as the E-mini options, uh, which has been great. When you look at the option growth at CME, you know, we're doing 1.2 million option contracts a day uh, in the S&P E-minis. So that same liquidity, the same market makers, they're all leaning on that market to provide the micro liquidity. So you're seeing sort of the same price formations, the same uh, quotes, the same bids and offers. Uh, but again, just smaller contract and, and an easier way to trade uh, the market.
0: Yeah, I think it's such an important ad that CME had because of the growth of the SPY zero DTE. We know how this has really just become just a craze in so many ways, right? There's so many people trading them, newer traders to options trading these zero DTEs and when you look at the future side what i think is great about adding it as a competitor to that and because i think it's a much better product you don't have pattern day trader you actually get the tax benefit with the futures right and you you i think you're really tied to the actual product as well versus like tied to the spy which is really yes it's the etf of the s p but this is really this is the big game, right? The big game is the S&P 500 futures. And then when you take it down to the micros, you're still trading the S&P 500 futures, but just in a smaller size. And I think that's the one thing I just wanted you maybe explain, like on the option side, just how that works when it goes down from, it's just really a difference of of a dollar amount um, in terms of tick value, right? That's right. So when you think about
1: the, the options on a future, uh, it, it's as the name suggests, it's an option on the actual future. So a way to think about it is is sort of a physically settled option. You're going to make or take delivery of the underlying future for the in the money option positions at expiration. So because of that, it's sort of inherence, for lack of a better word, all of the features of that future. So if you're trading an option on the E-mini S&P 500 future, the multiplier is effectively 50 Uh trades and quarters, right? You know, you see the same tick sizes, uh, same thing. When you go to the micro size, it's now a option on the micro E-mini future with that multiplier of $5, right? But all the other features are the same, same tick size, same strikes, same expirations. Uh, so it's really just a option on that smaller future. But to your point, Anthony, the one thing that I don't think people understand is when you think about the totality of the equity ecosystem, e-mini s p 500 futures is the anchor of price discovery for all of those products whether it's etfs whether they're cash index options or options on future it's all on the e-mini that is what drives the price formation uh, and leads the way even for cash equities right a lot of the time so the fact that you have an option on that future that is the center of price discovery is a very useful uh, risk management and trading tool that it has that gravity of being tied on the instrument, whether it's micro or e, or the E-mini, same sort of market structure, same price action, settles to the same price, same listings, right? Same tick size, all these things. It's just, a, do you want the $50 version or the $5 version? Um, and that's what I think people don't always understand. They're like, oh, I'll just trade the ETF options or I'll just do this, but like, that's like a, I don't know, like a, a copy of a copy, right? When you think about it, right? Versus the being, the center of the price discovery and trading the instrument that's driving that price formation in the market.
0: Ask any big hedge fund manager that talks about the S&P 500 and they'll tell you that the big game is in the futures markets. This is the product. And it's extremely important also to note that as what Tim just said, instead of just having one single tick value in the SPY options, you have multiple choices here. You have the minis and you have the micros. So some days you want to be smaller, some days you want to be bigger. You have the same product and you've got two choices pinned to the real product um, in terms of how big uh, of a contract you want to trade. I also think that that's just really a big thing. And th- actually, I want to segue into something that I have spent a lot of time on uh, with my Place Your Trades Network. Uh, and I've developed a, really a whole network uh, talking about micros and event contracts. And, you know, what event contracts this is the true zero dte isn't it tim <laughs>
1: yeah exactly the the actual you know same day action right that you're going to see that in event contracts that's right
0: and so explain to everybody what an event contract is how it works
1: yeah so an event contract